Hi scholars, I'm here with chapter 24 and 25, A Fish in a Tree. We're about halfway done with our book. Mr. Daniels asks us to write about our favorite fictional character, a person we consider to be a hero, and be ready to tell the class about who it is. It's funny how much trouble Albert has with this. He tells Mr. Daniels that looking up to a character that isn't, a, isn't real is illogical, but Mr. Daniels tells him it will be good for him, which confuses the heck out of Albert. He mumbles all the way back to his seat. Albert never mumbles. He either talks or he doesn't. Oliver is in his seat listening, listing the names of every superhero I've ever heard of. Superman, Captain America, Batman. He looks upset when he turns to Stooky nearby. Is Robin a superhero? I mean, his outfit isn't scary at all, and he has no special powers. But Batman doesn't really either. But at least Batman can drive the Batmobile and fly the Batplane. Robin just rides along. I don't think I'd want to just ride along. What do you think? Suki opens her mouth, but no sound comes out. It doesn't matter because Oliver has moved on. Spider-Man, maybe on Spider-Man, maybe I'll write about him. He holds up his palm to Suki's face. He shoots webs and he swings from buildings. That would be the best. Hey, freak, Shay whispers, glancing over at Mr. Daniels, who is working with someone at his desk to make sure he can't hear. We don't need to hear every word every weird thought in your tiny little brain we're trying to work oliver's face is unmoving until he says if i were aquaman i would summon the piranhas to take you away and you could be their queen keisha starts laughing and mr daniels finally looks up keisha she puts her arm down on her desk and leans her forehead against it trying to stop laughing the more she tries the more shay glares with Mr. Daniels watching, most everyone goes back to their work. After a while, even Keisha does. But I keep looking around the room. I love how Albert can't choose one character while Oliver wants to write about everybody. However, I don't love how much trouble I'm having writing about my character. Makes me wish that I were a fictional character. When Mr. Daniels calls me up to his desk, he's holding my paper. A teacher holding my paper is rarely a good thing, but Mr. Daniels doesn't cover my papers with red ink like other teachers. They used to look like they were bleeding. Mr. Daniels has written in green, and he apologizes for not being able to read my writing. He says that my character sounds really interesting, but he'd like to know a bit more. Will you read this out loud for me? Uh-oh. I take it, squeezing my eyes into slits, trying to read my own writing. I wait for him to pressure me to try harder, to do something I can't do. He slides the paper out of my hand. Well, he says, why don't you just tell me instead of reading? First of all, tell me your person's name. I feel such relief that I'm afraid to blink. I hate this pressure, but this time I've been saved. I keep my voice down so no one can hear. It's Roy G. Biv. Oh, wait, like the colors of the color, the colors of the color spectrum? I nod. You said fictional, and I figured you meant a book character like Alice in Wonderland. But... Roy isn't real, and there isn't any other character that means as much to me as him. I love the colors, and I use them in my art, and art is about the only thing I stop before I confess to feeling like a failure at everything else. That's clever, Allie. I actually like that you chose someone who isn't a book character exactly. You, like, you think out of the box. I see a mind movie of me standing outside a huge glass box. Everyone else is inside it together. Do you know what it means to think out of the box, he asks. I shake my head. 
It means that you are a creative thinker. You think different than other people. Great. Just once I want to be told I'm like everybody, everyone else. It's a good thing to be an out-of-the-box thinker. People like that are world changers. Wait, his face doesn't look like this is a bad thing. Is that like the setting the world on fire, I ask, smiling a bit? Exactly that, he nods. Then he stares at me long enough for me to wonder what he's thinking before sending me back to my seat. Then he stares the next day when it's time to tell the class who my character is. I begin by asking everyone what their favorite color is. It's fun. I think this part of being a teacher would be cool. I'd rather eat crayons than do the rest of it, though. I take a color wheel that I made at home. It's white cardboard, and I've broken it into seven pie-shaped pieces. I figured out that each angle has to be about 51 degrees to have seven equal pie pieces. I use Travis's protractor to draw the lines exactly. Then I color each piece with a different Roy G. Biv color, and I made them really dark. What color do you get if you mix all the colors together, I ask? Most kids guess dark colors. <clears throat> My favorite color is white, I say, because a, it is a mixture of all the colors. Albert nods a little. Shay tells everyone that it makes no sense, but I know the answer. If you mix paint together, that's true. But if you're talking about just the colors, pure in nature, they make white when mixed together. I brought this wheel to prove it. I feel like a magician. I show them the wheel with all its colors. Then I stick a paper clip that I've unbent through a hole in the center and spin the wheel. It turns white as it spins fast. As it slows down, the colors reappear. Jessica leans forward. That's pretty cool. Shay looks at her with squinty eyes until Max agrees. Then she nods and agrees again, agrees too. Are you going to give that away, Oliver says? I wasn't going to. I looked down at it, but I guess I could. You like that, huh, Oliver? Mr. Daniels asks. I'd give it to my bus driver. She likes things with rainbow colors. Well, that's thoughtful of you, Oliver, Mr. Daniels says. I sit down at my desk thinking about whether I should give the colored disc to Oliver. Jessica and Shay are talking behind me. Can I have another bracelet? Jessica asks Shay. I don't think so. I can hardly keep up with people wanting them. Besides, you already have enough. Well, I wouldn't mind another. There is a pause and I want to turn around, but I'm not supposed to be listening. Listen, Shay says, you have seven already. I have other orders to fill first. And besides that, you still owe me $3 for the last one. I'm not giving you another one until you pay for what's already on your wrist. Wait, I whip around. You charge your friends for those friendship bracelets? Eavesdrop much? Yeah, so what? You want one? Jessica leans forward. Wait, you're going to give her one? No, idiot, I'm not going to give her one. She's going to pay me. But you know what? Allie should pay more, a lot more. She turns to me. Ten dollars. I laugh. Uh, no thanks. I'd rather wear handcuffs. I can't believe Shay charges her friends for something that's supposed to stand for loyalty and friendship, and I can't believe they paid. You are such a dope, Allie Nickerson, Allie Nickerson Shay says. I look over at Keisha and Albert and realize that I have been. I've been lucky all along, but didn't see it. Chapter 25. Celebration or Devastation? Mr. Daniels is wearing a tie with little trophies on it. Also, he has a goofy smile on his face. Even goofier than most days. Okay, my fantasticos, there is one among you who is even more fantastic than usual, and that's hard to do. So we are going to celebrate. 
You see, when you all wrote those nature poems the other day, you had all been secretly entered in the first annual Fantastico Poetry Award. Oh, great. Another thing for Shay to brag about. I look over at Albert and hope he will win instead. He's hoping so, too. I can tell by how he pulls his chair in more like he's getting ready. I think that Suki has a shot as well. So, Mr. Daniels begins. The poem, this poem is a splendid surprise. Great work, and I am very happy to give the first annual Fantastico Poetry Award to... I watch Shay out of the corner of my eye. If she wins, we'll never hear the end of it. What she does doesn't make sense. She, she shows surprise, but it's followed by disgust. Mr. Daniels' hands, hand on my shoulder makes me jump. Congratulations, Allie, Mr. Daniel says. This can't be. It's too early for April Fool's Day. I look over at Albert and Keisha, wondering if they put a poem in with my name. Mr. Daniels takes a step back and says, Come on, claim your prize. Prize? I swallow hard. Mr. Daniels stands at the front of the room, waving me up. Well, what are you waiting for? I stand and walk toward him like, like the floor will swallow me up. I turn toward the class, and he puts his hand on my shoulder. He holds the poem in his hand. I look and see it is actually mine. Maybe I was just having a good day. I mean, it's about time I have a good day for once, right? Happiness seeps in. Have I really won an award? The thought of what would have been... The, the thought of that would have been something for my sketchbook of impossible things before now. Me. So Allie is our first poetry winner for her piece entitled Rain, Rain. Do you want, do you want to read it or shall I? The paper crinkles in my hand. I'll read it, I say, happy that I have it memorized. Rain, rain, falling down, down, down on the ground. All the birds go in the trees. They don't like the rain, you see. It doesn't take long, but it took me a long time to write. But now, it's all worth it. There is silence until Mr. Daniels motions everyone to, cl to applaud. Albert and Keisha clap the loudest. Mr. Daniels motions again, and the applause gets louder. Oliver slaps his desk until Mr. Daniels, pulling on his ear, calms him down. Looking out over the class, I remember some of the other poems I heard people working on. Really good poems. And then... The whole thing hits me. I finally get it. Mr. Daniels holds out a certificate with fancy letters and swirls around the edges. He also holds a coupon for a free ice cream in the cafeteria, and I think how happy Albert would be if I gave that to him. But I can't reach out and take them. I look up into his face. He smiles, and then he winks. I look out over my classmates who have stopped clapping. Shay has pressed her mouth into a flat line. Most glances are at each other with knowing looks. They all know, but figure I don't. This isn't a poetry award. It's a pity reward. I look up at Mr. Daniels, who gives me a serious nod, as if to say, go ahead and take it. They don't know. Getting an award for not being smart enough to deserve it is the worst feeling I've ever felt. Like getting this certificate is going to make me pat myself on the back and somehow transform into a different person. I swear that I'll never accept an award that I don't deserve. Never. Keisha calls my name as I run from the room. Poor Allie. Next week, we'll move on to chapter 26. If you made it all the way through this podcast, I want you to do something for me and to prove that you are listening, but also to earn some house points. Today, I want you to go up to your parents, whichever adult is around you, adult, caregiver, parent, mom, dad, 
any adult that's with you. And I want you to tell them something that you're thankful for, for them. Like, mom, I'm thankful you do this. Or um, grandma or grandpa, I'm thankful that you do this for me. Once you've done that, you can go send me an email telling me that you did it and you will receive 30 house points. Nice job listening to the read aloud. Now head to Seesaw and do your assignment.